Do you know a woman who is driving positive change, growth, or innovation in her organization or community? The second annual Success Women of Influence Awards are underway. So whether a friend, a family member, or peer, give the recognition she deserves. The Success Women of Influence Awards honor, celebrate, and empower the extraordinary women whose contributions have impacted their industries and their communities, and the personal and professional lives of those in their world. Visit success.com slash W-O-I to nominate the women of influence in your life today. If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hello, beautiful human. Welcome to In the Details. I'm your host, Karen Allen, and I'm so happy to have you back again for another episode with a fabulous guest. Today, I'm having a conversation with Carrie Blair. Carrie is a personal stylist and image consultant with over two decades of experience styling executives and high profile clients. But it's not just about the clothes and the accessories for Carrie. She loves helping her clients uncover their potential to live confident, happy, and authentic lives by loving the way that they look and feel every single day. Carrie truly believes it doesn't matter where you've been, what you do, or what size you are. What matters is who you are and what's inside waiting to shine through. Carrie wants you to embrace the uniqueness of your beauty and help you bust out of the styling rut. I know I've definitely been in a styling rut, so this is going to be a good conversation. Let's get in the details with Carrie. Carrie, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. It's so great to be with you. No, oh, well, I am looking forward to this because, well, Many reasons, many reasons, Carrie. <laughs> One, I, I was fascinated at your approach to styling. I think that it's a very human-centered way. So we'll definitely chat about that. But also just because I've been in my own rut of not just styling, but I could tie it to my my confidence. And so I feel like you, at least from what I've read so far, you have a lot of wisdom to share in that space as well. So this is going to be a pretty dynamic conversation, but I, I do think we need to start at the beginning. How did you even get into fashion and styling? Like what initially sparked your interest and just led you to pursue a career in this area? Well, great question. It was quite the journey I was on. So in my 20s, I was working in sales jobs and I would travel the country and I would get burned out and I would take a break and I would go work at Neiman Marcus for a short stint. And then I would go back into a corporate sales job and then get burned out and go work at Nordstrom for a little while. And I had some epiphanies along this path that was years long. And one was I noticed that I couldn't dress the same way when I was selling in New York as when I was in Texas, That because I was selling to C-level executives. So I knew if I showed up to in New York, wearing the same thing I would in Denver or wearing the same thing I would in Houston, they wouldn't listen to me the same. So I had that epiphany. So I needed to start branding myself in a way that was also city pertinent. I think that's changed a little bit over the years, but back then it was very pertinent. Then when I was working at the retail stores for a while, I also had another epiphany is that people came in because they didn't feel great about themselves and they wanted things to make them feel great. And a lot of people are resigned 
right? So they would come in hoping something could make them feel great, but they didn't like their body or they didn't like how things fit. So they kind of were looking to me to be their savior, right? (laughs) And luckily I had been doing personal development seminars for 10 years. And so that also helped me figure out people and why they were thinking the way they were thinking and how could I make them feel beautiful? So it was then that I stepped back and I looked to see, I was also in transition in life. So I was like, what do I want my life to be about? And A, I never wanted to work. I was done working. (laughs) Funny story. My friends would say, are you going to marry some rich guy? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but I just never want to work. Yeah. I just want to live. My best friend and I I talk about that a lot. (laughs) Have a great life, right? So between all of these epiphanies happening at once, I designed a way to work with people. I had this thought. If people weren't tugging on their clothes, if people left their closet, looked in the mirror and absolutely loved how they looked, they would accomplish more in life. They would love the way that they looked. They would ask for the sale. They would meet the love of their life. Like big things would happen. So I designed this unique system and way to work with people to have them fulfill their dreams. And I'm telling you, it doesn't feel like I ever work. So I fulfilled (laughs) that dream which is great. So I get to help people really love themselves on a deeper level each and every day. And so it didn't just start with, oh, I really like putting pieces together. I like how this looks. It was, it really, it sounds like it was drawn out by what you were hoping clients would feel about themselves. Yeah. I love in your intro when what you said is totally true. It's not about the clothes for me. The clothes are a vehicle for me to have you feel unbelievable about yourself. It's not about fashion. And is fashion incorporated? Of course it is because there's cute, fun pieces and getting out of our box with how we look, but it's much deeper for me. It's more about your relationship with yourself. Mm. And that's what's important (laughs) for me. Mm -hmm. And so what steps did you need to take early on to establish yourself in this new chosen field? As you mentioned, it wasn't where you started off right away as you were establishing yourself as a professional. So what did you do early on to get established? Okay. Well, Karen, the funny story is, is that back when I started, there weren't smartphones. There wasn't what not to wear. There wasn't Instagram. There was no one doing this. So It was hilarious. I went to, I created this way of working with people. And um, I went to this woman who used to shop with me at Nordstrom and I told her my business idea. And I said, and by the way, you're going to be my first client and you are going to pay me. And she laughed. And then she hired me after three, we worked together for two or three days. And at the end of it, we both stepped back and we were like, that was transformational. Like that changed her life and she was blown away. And so I knew I had a business. So then she started telling friends and, and I, and to be honest, it took years because no one knew that this thing existed. And when I would tell people, here's what I do, I dress people for a living. They were like, why do I need someone to dress me? So you know, nowadays it's commonplace. Every store has a personal shopper. Like it's a common thing. You know, there's the boxes that you can order that get shipped to your house. Back then, none of this existed. So it took several years to establish a brand and establish a place in the marketplace and have a real full business. 
but you you stepped into that conversation with a client super confident where if the, if you didn't see it in the market already yeah. if you yeah, weren't yeah. seeing evidence that this was a need this was a you know a viable service how did you even tap into that confidence to say hey this is what we're going to do and you're going to pay me. Because I feel like that's a stumbling block for a lot of individuals who want to venture out into entrepreneurship. They have a great idea or they, or maybe it's not so unique, but they just know that this is what they would love to do to serve the world. And what gets in the way is that first step because they don't have the confidence to just, you know, charge through it. So how did you tap into that if you didn't have the evidence around you that it was going to work? Yeah. Innately, I am a risk taker and don't give me wrong. There are places in life where I lack confidence that I'm working on, but I don't know. Creating something from nothing isn't one of them. I remember at an early age when I was little, my mom would always tell me, girl, you can sell ice to an Eskimo. Like you can talk about anything. And I believe that. So I always grew up knowing that I would find my calling one day but it wasn't about like I had done sales that I failed at. So it's not like I could really just sell, sell, sell. I had to be aligned. I think that's a big lesson in business. I'm sure you've realized is like being in alignment with your soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And so creating this business, I knew with my expertise in leading personal development seminars for 10 years, I knew how people thought. I knew I can change people's lives. And then incorporating fashion into it was just a no brainer. Mm. So I could have gone in the personal coaching realm, but that wasn't it for me. What was it for me? Cause I was always inspired by beauty. Like I think beauty inspires people, whether it be a sunset or a mountain or an ocean or a beautiful mm. picture, beauty inspires. So I knew that was part of my journey. So bringing it all together and I didn't know if she was going to say yes. And I'm sure walking into that lunch, I was terrified, but I already knew that she liked me. So what was going to be the risk? She, she could have said no, but I wouldn't be worse off if she did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It just yeah. made it easier that she said, okay. Mm -hmm. And she already trusted me and allowed me the freedom to really play around with it and see what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, I think it working was God's little sign to me saying, you're on the right path, girl. Yes. I call those God hugs. God hugs. Right? Yes. <laughs> you mentioned something that I think is really important. And this definitely, I can see it probably came directly out of the time in personal development is when we focus on the worst case scenario, then that's what's going to charge our energy right? Yep. It, it makes us feel scared. It makes us feel anxious. And usually what it does is it gets in the way of taking action. But yes. if we fuel the complete opposite, which was, this is going to be fine. It's okay. Like I'm going to try this, right? E even if it's that right. light and not like it's going to work. I do believe it. it can even be just a light approach to believing in yourself and, and just simply tapping into a bit of optimism that hope for the future, right? That right there is yeah. still giving your attention in one direction. It's just where are you choosing to give your attention that it's not going to work or that the possibility is there and it could work? Yeah. You know, um, just to share, I know you like to go deep, so I'll share something personal with you is yeah. that, so I've been doing this business over 20 years. We dress celebrities, high profile people, people go to the white house. I mean, you know, the who's who, and I had a dream and by the way, top of my game. Okay. And I've had this dream the past couple of years 
the universe has been talking to me saying, you've, you've got something magical that you need to give to the masses. So I was like, okay, it's time to figure out a way how to translate this so that I can transform people through some sort of program so that they don't need to spend top dollar hiring me. They can do it at their own leisure and get the same tips and techniques that my clients would get. So spend a year figuring out how to do that, put together a course. And then I've been in this journey of launching this course online to get it out to the masses. And it is the most humbling experience of my entire life because probably the same as it was 20 years ago, because going from the top of your game, I know this world, I can do it day in and day out. We have a wait list for clients, right? And taking it from that to the unknown space where I know nothing about this internet course marketing, it's humbling. (laughs) And so exactly what you're talking about, I have to re-harness all of that. Like, okay, but you are an expert. You know everything about this industry, not everything, but about this industry. And you know how to make a difference for people. So I just look for, for anyone out there that's struggling, I look for the little clues. So even if things aren't going my way and I'm not achieving success as fast as I would like, I look for the little cues that I'm on the right path. Like Mm -hmm. someone emailing me saying they did the program and it changed their life. Awesome. I want more of those, right? So it's just, life is a journey and it's awesome. And you have to take the good with the not so great and keep walking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that because I think as entrepreneurs, we know that you're going to go through ebbs and flows. And from the outside looking in, people just see, you know, hopefully the escalation of the career, ah. the brand, or what have you. But it's not a straight shot up, <laughs> up and down and roundabout. And all, I mean, we know how this goes. And I'm curious if you have any early challenges that help to shape your career or you know the the way that you have built your business. And and if you and in that challenge. How did you navigate it? Let's get into some of the gritty because I think that's where people also feel like, okay, well, challenges may come and and I'll figure out how to do it. But sometimes it takes a little strategy when you're in it to say, how am I going to do this so I don't fall flat on my face? Were there any challenges that you were able to navigate successfully that you'd mind sharing? I have to think back because it has been a while. Um, (laughs) I do remember, so I was uh, pounding the pavement. I was going to a bunch of networking events. I was meeting everybody. Right. And I think it's just learning how to speak about what I did in the beginning, because there wasn't any evidence for it. There wasn't a marketplace. And I, I was very conscious about being insightful about it. So learning what worked and what didn't work. Right. And I remember, uh, I haven't told this story in a long time, but I remember going to networking events and people or parties And people would say, what do you do? And I would tell them and they they would say instantly, they would say, well, how do I look? (laughs) That's an awkward conversation. I had to learn quickly and I'm a very uh, open book kind of person, say it like it is. And I had to very quickly learn uh, how not to be so direct. And I learned to say this one thing that really helped me, which is that what I've learned over the years is that unless you pay me to answer that question, you're not going to take my advice. Mm. So if you'd like to work together, I'm happy to answer that question for you. But at this point, I don't think that's really the conversation that you want to have. 
Interesting. <laughs> now that is extremely helpful because people who are in the service industry of fill in the blank, whatever. Yes. If someone does ask you for your expertise in the moment, you initially feel like, oh, I, I, I'll I give could, it to you. or I should. Exactly. Maybe you think. Yeah. It's because we're giving people. Correct. And, yeah. and you may even see it as an opportunity to showcase your expertise. So why yep. would we miss out on that? You know, free advertisement, if you will, but yeah. that is so true. Sometimes, right? So if you're not in touchy, like my area of expertise can be kind of a touchy subject because if they don't look good, if they don't have the right color on, if they don't, if clothes aren't fitting them well, I'm not going to be the one to tell them that at an event because they're just going to get insecure, right? Mm -hmm. So unless your feedback for someone is positive, then you kind of have to leave it for later. So I always respect, like, I totally understand that you're intrigued and you've never met anyone like me. And I would love to contribute to you. And now is probably not the place or time. And if you'd like to call me and schedule a consultation, I'm happy to have that conversation with you. You know, so finding ways to, I guess, to leave them wanting more. Awesome. That is exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. And I always want to leave people off in a better space than when I found them. So I would never want to take them and say, well, if you really want to know the truth, that's not your color. That your shirt's too tight. You're could you imagine being at a party and someone tells you that information? You'd have to leave instantly. So. I mean, your mind is just in a different place at that point for the rest of the party. <laughs> for the rest of the party, you're like so insecure. So I never wanted to do that to people. So I think that was one challenge that I had to navigate that really did pivot my business. Because again, mm -hmm. you want to showcase yourself as the expert and you want to be able to talk about it, but you want to do it in a kind, gentle manner that actually contributes to people. Absolutely. All right, friends, we're going to pause for just a quick second to spotlight some folks who support the show. So we'll be back in just a moment. Are you ready to supercharge your life and get access to more opportunities than you've ever dreamed of? Then join me, James Whitaker, in the Win the Day Accelerator. Presented by Success, this entire eight-part program has been created to help you activate your winning life once and for all. You'll gain clarity on your goals and purpose. You'll learn how to quickly overcome challenges, and you'll get proven tips and frameworks that will deliver you big results fast in all areas of your life. So if you're ready to win, join me in the Win the Day Accelerator. To sign up, visit success.com slash WTD. Now you talk about how uh, personal style can be directly tied to confidence. And I, I get that. I definitely have felt that even, you know, you could put on clothes and it just makes you feel a certain way. But I yeah. also think that over the last few years, what I these certainly have seen, I know the world has noticed is this change in beauty standards. And mm -hmm. so, whereas before, you know, we would have a very simplified way to explain beauty. And it was usually between the numbers for a woman of zero to two. Now, this is coming from someone who used to model. In college, yeah. I would model in DC, did a little bit in New York as well. And I remember after getting my comp card, my composition card, they did a couple of things. They took my weight down and my height up. They changed who I was. And I remember feeling something inside like, well, that's not true. Like that's not 
that doesn't even honor me as a person. But I kind of like ignored it, you know, swept it under the rug, continued to do some shows here and there. And then I remember an agent said to me, because I was thinking post-school, maybe, maybe I will get into this. And so she said, hey, listen, you have a, a great look, but we need you to lose 10 pounds. And I was already like my nickname in, in high school was bird. Like I had bird legs, very, very thin. Yeah. And so yeah. as soon as I heard that feedback, I immediately felt this is not for me. If right. what I have to offer right now is is not good enough, that that's fine because I'm I'm not going to reduce myself to meet yeah. your standards. But for you. I, but again, at that time, that is what we were showing, you know, on advertisements, on models, so on and so yeah. forth. But now in this world today, you see all shapes and sizes. You see yeah. women taller than men. You see, you know, people in wheelchairs. You see freckles on someone's face. You see so you see many. real life. You see us, right? <laughs> right. You right. see what it really looks like to be human. But what I, yeah. where I'm going with this is because we weren't seeing that, I know it had a huge influence on how we saw ourselves when we weren't yeah. seeing that we were represented when we weren't, you know, and as a tall girl was not seeing representation there either. I mean, they like to say they want taller women for models, but you're not seeing them next to a shorter guy. So you're like, well, where do we fall in this? My point is when you are helping someone to connect their personal style to confidence, what do you work through with that person when they are not feeling confident? Like, how do you help them to really leverage that connection between style and confidence so that they can grow from the inside out. Okay. Well, there's a million things. So I have so much to talk about. Oh my gosh. That was like, tell me your business in two seconds. Okay. So, all right. So I'm going to start with, first of all, what I believe is creating your first impression or your brand. That's the place to start. So we've all heard it from a young age that you never get a second chance to make a great first impression, right? Mm -hmm. How many people think about that when they get dressed? None, mm. almost none. We go into our closets and at, I think for the majority of the people at best, it's like, nah, that's what I have to wear today. But people aren't walking into their closet saying, I love everything in here. I look amazing in everything and I'm going to nail it. Is that true? Right. Absolutely true. Absolutely. Right. Well, for me, I'm speaking so, for myself, listener. <laughs> yeah, speaking, I mean, it even happens to me. So I know it's true because if it happens to me and I'm an expert, it happens to the masses. So the first step is creating what you want the world to know about who you are, especially if you're up to big success. So if you want to reach the next level of success in your career, if you want to meet the love of your life, whatever success looks like for you, or you just want to love yourself at a deeper level, first of all, brand yourself, which means come up with three to five adjectives that describe who you are and that you want people to know. So I'm going to turn it to you for a minute. What are three to five things that you would want people to know? <laughs> about who you are in the mm. world. And remember this, I'm saying this for you and, and everybody else is because some people say, oh, well, in my business, I want people to know this and in my personal life, but there's only one you. Mm. There's one you. And if mm -hmm. your look is inconsistent, so you have this look for business and this other look for uh, personal, when if you see someone in business personally, they're confused. You just mm. wrecked your brand. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what would you want? How would, how would you say in those first 
three seconds. What would you want people to know about you? Well, I think this is this is really interesting. You're, you might be asking the wrong person, Carrie, because I do feel very multi-passionate. I also know that I'm multifaceted and I'm a Gemini. So we have <laughs> lots so of by very nature, you through. have multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> it's either the professional side or the fun side. That's where we go with Karen. But but no, you're spot on with this because I remember going through a branding exercise. We were talking about colors and I was describing my home, which is very different than what you would see on my website. My home is neutral. It's creamy. There's a little flecks of gold. I had the green that's around because of the plants. But when you look at my website, you can even look at this top that I'm wearing. You're like, it's bright. It's vibrant. When I'm on stage, people feel energy from me. So it does feel like it's they're, they're different. So if, if I am your client, I'm saying, hey, I am definitely about calm and being tranquil, but I'm also about like joy and warm, vibrant energy. Where do we start? <laughs> I'm I Okay, good. But see, there's like who you are when you're alone is what I'm hearing versus mm. who you are with people, right? Mm. So you're very tranquil and serene. I can see your background <laughs> in your home, right? You kind of like to center yourself and bring mm -hmm. it in when you're at home. Mm -hmm. And then when you're out with people, maybe mm -hmm. you're more vibrant and alive mm -hmm. and like I'm ready world. So don't take your house for an example, take who you are okay. and take what you want people to know about you and not just business and not just personal, but there's only one you. Mm -hmm. You can be mm -hmm. multifaceted. You yeah. can be all the Gemini you want, but there's only one true you. So yeah. how would you describe like, or you can even think if this is too difficult of a question, because it is for some people, it's the hardest question I ever ask people. Mm -hmm. You could even think like, what would your best friend say about you in three to five mm -hmm. words? Like yeah. someone who knows you better than anybody, what would they say? Because there is a you that mm -hmm. you're portraying. So what would, yeah. so give me some yeah. words. What do you, that's have? a really, that's a really good question. That's a better way to ask it too. That's how I do some mindset training with some coach, with some clients. Yeah. Uh, so the one thing that they would definitely say is the energy that I give, like you can feel that energy, you Your high, feel, vibe. I, high vibe, but also with a deep connection. Yeah. Because like when I listen, I'm very intentional about being fully present, but the energy is something that you can certainly feel the energy. I'm going to call gonna that authentic authentic. Yes. So yes. high vibe, authentic. Yep. But also there is something very grounding that my friends would say about me where it's like, because I am very down to earth. If They used to laugh that whenever we used to go out, they're like, Karen is going to come in white t-shirt and some chucks because she's just comfortable in herself. She's like, this is what yeah. I got. I, but that I don't feel like actually showcases the best of me. It's just because I'm comfortable and I'm like, well, this is how I'm going to show up. So I don't know how to translate right. that, but it is something about being very down to earth. Okay, good. So I would probably say that your words would be something like, and this changes over time also, mm -hmm. but high vibe, grounded and authentic. Yeah. Does that encompass who you are? Nailed it. Great. You so are good at what you carry. <laughs> thank you. I love what I do. So now what you would do is take those adjectives and start exploring what they mean or what mm -hmm. would the expression of that be? So you can start with your closet, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look in your closet, I'm sure you have things in there that are not high vibe, not authentic to you, do not make you feel grounded, right? Yep. So you'd want to get rid of them. 
just like that. I know like, that's just, the scary part. No, yeah, I, I, I do like, like that. that idea, but I, I am somebody who I was, and my best friend, she was just talking about this too. We've held on to stuff that's no yeah. longer, rep- we just had this conversation. It's no longer representative of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for people is that we think that who we are is all wrapped up in how we look in our clothes and they're not their clothes. They're mm-hmm. not who you are. So you have mm-hmm. to be willing to do that separation and mm-hmm. say, okay, that's a shirt. And I've loved that shirt, or I paid a lot of money for that shirt or what have you. And I like, I think everything in the world is energy, yeah. right? Yes. So I think clothes are also energy. So when you walk into your closet, your closet with this culmination of everything in there, it has an energy to it. Well, if there are things in there that no longer serve you or that don't fit you right, or that you don't make you feel good, or that maybe you wore them when you were five pounds thinner or what have you, instantly that will give you energy. So either it gives you good energy or it gives you bad energy. And for most people, it gives them bad energy. And then it brings us to the next question is people think, well, what do, how do I let go? Cause that's a hard thing for people. So I would say the first thing is, is what, if you know that it's energy and you're willing to let it go, I don't know, I'm kind of weird, but I like to thank it. Like, thank mm-hmm. you so much for what you've provided for me. You're no longer serving me, but I'm going to give you on to the next person who you're going to serve. And yeah. imagine that person, like I've had some really fabulous clothes that don't work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And imagine the person who gets to wear those mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. how much that'll light them up and they feel like an amazing person. So me mm-hmm. holding onto him in my closet is just holding everybody back and killing the energy. Mm-hmm. And, and it can just be something that even if it's not expensive, but the fact that you didn't use it a lot and it's, yep. it's gently or barely used and you can give yep. that to someone where it's brand new for them. And it's, I mean, that in itself is a beautiful energy exchange because you're Absolutely. releasing something that you're not even using, but that could be of huge use to someone else. Exactly. And then imagine the energy that's going to flow to you because mm-hmm. of all of that good you just did in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big thing that I love. In fact, when Marie Kondo came out with her book, The Magic of Tidying Up, I think it's joy. Called. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, and she asks you to uh, look at things and say, do they bring me joy? Mm-hmm. I had clients calling me nonstop saying, oh my gosh, this woman wrote a book about what you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is part of what I do. Like, does it bring you joy? And there are some things in my closet that bring me a lot of joy that I'll never wear out of the closet. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a few of those pieces. Like mm-hmm. I love the colors or I love this purse, but it doesn't fit my personality, but I'm going to leave it there because mm-hmm. I can display it in a way that does bring me joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say, wow, I'm giving you all my secrets today. So those are the top. (laughs) Thank you for being generous. (laughs) Yeah, those are the top two places I would start. And then to go back to your question, the third thing I think that is very important is dealing with our relationship with our bodies and especially as women. Mm -hmm. So, wow, being with women talking about their bodies all day, every day is crazy. Because some of my thinnest clients are the most critical about their bodies. And I'm on a mission that people love their bodies, including me. I have my own struggles every day, but I believe that most women look in the mirror and they either like what they see or they don't like what they see. And what they don't like, they stare and fixate on that part, right? So for most women, it's their stomach. 
whether you've had a kid or not, it's their stomach. And if I put you in the most amazing outfit that matches your brand, fits your body spot on, the first place you're going to look is your stomach and you're either going to like it or not like it. So best thing you can do is transform your relationship with your body. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? So I'll tell you what I tell my clients. I'm giving you all my top tricks today, just to let you know. Um, So what you would do is I tell my clients all the time, go to a full length mirror. And if you can do it naked and look at your body and look to see what you can be grateful for. And in the beginning, it might only last one second. You might walk over there and go, I have a great smile. See you later. And the next day you'll try to do better. Right. And you want to get yourself to a point where you can look at that area that you don't like. Like for me, it's my thighs. So I can learn to look at my thighs and acknowledge them and say, oh my gosh, thighs, I love you. I was able to go on a run this morning. Thank you so much for what you do for me. And then it transforms the energy you have with your body and your body starts giving you more of what you want. It's like if you punish your best friend every day and you tell them what a jerk they are and how ugly they are, are how long are they going to be your friend? Yeah, we talk like, to ourselves like that. Right. And especially yeah. our bodies. But yes, everything else going back to mindset. But if you can do that exercise, I've worked with women that are a size 26 that have lost 100 pounds in six months out of doing this exercise and transforming who they are for themselves and stop punishing themselves. So I think that's really imperative. And mm-hmm. I hope you can see after just the, this little bit, like that's why I'm so passionate and want to get this word out to the world. Because if women did these things, it could transform their entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. I have clients that will triple their income in three months mm-hmm. or, you know, people that have been in relationship or um, I have this one woman who came to me, she was divorced three years prior, really wanted to be in a relationship had never wore makeup in her life, had never gotten a manicure, dressed like a man. It didn't fit who she really was on the inside. She just never was taught anything. We transformed her look. She was going on a singles cruise a couple of weeks later, got her a manicure, did her hair, taught her how to do simple makeup, not fancy makeup, simple makeup. And on the cruise, she met the love of her life. So it really Mm. does change everything. Because it it goes back to what I think we all would know without thinking about our looks or the clothes, what you put out in the world matters. It does. And, and how you feel about yourself and what you're putting out in the world about how you feel about yourself matters yeah. because it becomes yeah. the attraction point, right? For all the things that are coming towards you. I love this for so many reasons because we do a lot of work when it comes to mindset. You know, we do a lot of work about limiting beliefs and and all of that sometimes does come back to confidence or, or at least it should overlap with confidence. But yes, the way that we dress our bodies, the way that we talk to our bodies also connects to our confidence, which then impacts the way that we show up in the world. It's just because we don't think about it as a connect dot, like a very direct dot, I should say, or a direct connection point, then essentially what happens is it, it just goes kind of to the to the wayside. We're not thinking about it, but it's still impacting our confidence. So for you oh, to be able and to- And impacting your relationships. Relationship, mm-hmm. how we're showing up. As you mentioned yep. earlier in the conversation, even the work that we're doing, 
right? Yep. Because you're mm-hmm. a low confidence is low energy. And in low yep. energy, you're not doing your best. You can't even get into flow to do your best. And so I just, I think that this is a conversation that so many people are going to be able to learn a lot from, but if somebody were to take just one first step, what would you encourage them to do to start owning their beauty, owning their style, owning their look? And as they're looking for a way to show up more confidently in the world, what's the first step that you would suggest for them? Take control of your first impression. So figure out what you want people to know about who you are and then start to craft it. I use this example sometimes. Imagine if you're at a party, right? So imagine you are at a party Mm -hmm. and you see a guy from across the room and he is short, balding, portly, dresses like an accountant. If it were me, I would be like, oh, I don't really have much in common with him and move on. Not saying anything bad about him. I just don't have anything in common with him. I'm going to go talk to my friends over here. Okay, then at the end of the party, your best friend comes up to you and says, Karen, meet Steve. This is the funniest guy I've ever met. And you're like, oh, that guy? And then you start talking to him and he is hilarious. He is so sweet. You're new BFFs. And you would have missed out on the opportunity to meet Steve because he was not fulfilling on who he is by his first impression. Mm. And that's the power of it, right? Mm -hmm. Is that if you can own, if you can take control and own what the world sees about you, you're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. This conversation can continue in so many different directions, but for now, I feel like you have really blessed us with so much wisdom and guidance. And I appreciate that. I mean, you, Carrie, are most definitely living in your authentic space. And I thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. You're giving me a lot to think about for sure. Uh, and and I thank you again, you know, for just being so generous. Now, you mentioned that you do have a course that people could take. You've given us a first step, but if we want to continue, where can people connect with you and find more about the online course? Yeah, the course is yourcuratedstyle.com. And it's not open right now. We're on a, uh, but you can sign up for the wait list. We'll probably open it at the end of August or beginning of September. Or I also have a podcast that you can follow me on, which is called Style Your Dreams. Excellent. We'll make sure all of that goes into the show notes. Great. And Carrie, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. You're so amazing. I love what you're doing. And thank you for shining your light in the world. Thank you. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcast. 